This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup, just like a front three of Reese, Keane and Frockyar, right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing, but rest assured you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Seven points from nine, what on earth was the worry all about? A promising start for Preston North End, but the next ten days remain vital. A very good morning to you. 21 days after the last. That is shocking. People are going to be fuming with us, but we are back on a Tuesday morning. How's things? How have you found... Being away from the matches must be killing you. Better than scoring some runs. Indeed, we are back. And it's good to be back. Although, I do feel like a distinct fraud having only been on the cup game um, against Salford so far this season. And to be totally honest, I'm having a a pretty rank time of things on the cricket field as well. My performances have been particularly under par. Feel like I've zoned out. I'm at deep now almost when I'm out in the middle. <laughs> Just don't feel in in great heart. But we plough on. You can take heed from the fact that maybe now it could be time to put the beer away and put the champagne on ice to sweep that flag market. Because in my absence, North End are absolutely flying high. But yeah, all in all, good to be back. Um, Obviously, North End have made a relatively positive start to the campaign. Um, and yeah, just good to be back, George. Good mm. to have a good chat with you. So, yeah. So, it'll be like be like lunch, won't it, when you see the half-time score and then are you getting the results shouted when you're on the field or, or potentially batting? Yeah, it depends whether you bat first or not. So, when you bat first, you tend to get the first half in. Mm. So you keep it up to date there, and then you you sort of in no man's land when you go out onto the field. One of my teammates tends to have one of these Apple watches, so he's got like goal notifications. <laughs> so it was quite amazing the other day, like we were mid over, celebrating uh, relatively point. important. <laughs> well, I was at like a catching mid on, like a straight catching mid on, so I'm really in the firing line. And then the ball is about to start running in, and the lad who who had his <laughs> notifications on is like. At like a short five leg on the 45 when he's gone, Solly, he's gone, Solly, 
Full time at Hillsborough, pressed at one, Chef Wednesday in Hills. So I'm like, get in, get in, get in. Get in. Anyway, you completely zoned out of the game at that point because you wonder who scored, you wonder when they've scored, you wonder about the melee. But uh, but anyway, you soon get your uh, your concentration back on the contest at hand. But um, but yeah, that's um, that's good because it just gives you that lift, especially when the game's not quite going your way. It gives you that lift, you know, to go again. Yeah. Uh, when you're in the north end of one, obviously, yeah, it's um, it's horrible not to be there. I absolutely hate missing games. Always have. I suppose it's not quite as bad when you're playing cricket because at least you're occupied. It's one of them like when you're on holiday, you're missing games and. You know, you're absolutely red hot, sweating. Yeah. SpongeBob the musical. To... Well, yeah. <laughs> Never miss a game for SpongeBob. But I know, I know Harry Bates has. Um, albeit it was a Christmas present, so oh, can't man. feel too harshly on the um, on the giant man. But yeah, um, it's not ideal missing games. But what can you do? And if nothing continue to miss games. Might have to have a conversation myself about whether I am a um, unlucky charm. Yeah, mm. yeah. Which is obviously absolute nonsense. I don't get why anybody would ever think that about themselves. No. Ultimately, supporters have no bearing whatsoever on what happens on a football pitch. But who knows? Mm. Maybe there is something in it. The superstition. Yeah. I remember playing cricket when Alex Neal's first year, and we got like a point at Leeds, or or maybe Middlesbrough really early on, nil nil. And I just thought, yes, what a point that is. Mm. Early yeah. doors. Away, away points are brilliant. Like, you almost wish we drew nil-nil at Hillsborough on Saturday, <laughs> don't you? The, the, the fair, you've talked about winning 1-0. This was your... Oh, you would have loved it. There was the highlights. Yeah. Of, I don't know how they will have made more than two minutes of highlights. But we North End managed to make three minutes ten. I watched really? it just before this. Yeah, three minutes ten. Um... And they basically betrayed it. Yeah, I tell you what, that's a a lovely ball from Key and Best. Obviously, the goal is just this this kind of like masterpiece. But even the ball into pots is a lovely thing. It's good to see him marauding into those spaces as well. It's a bit odd for you, for you right back he's, to be in that. He's just living a bit, isn't he? Potsy. Yeah, no, he's just. He's uh, just... Well, I'm, I mean, I'm not in the game, but from the highlights, he's, he just looks like he's having a terrific time out there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it looks like he's living life in the fields in a typical horsey manner. Just really, yeah. It. And he's just had a child as well, which is great. Oh, um, he'll be on cloud nine, won't he? He's got a lovely pedigree that um and that child. So hopefully he can morph into his father's hooves. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that is absolute nonsense. But yeah, that's why people tune into the show, isn't it? They want to hear. Rubbish being spoken. Yeah, absolute garbage. But yeah, where were we? We were talking about North End and highlights, weren't we? We just got lost lost in the in the locks of Potsy, didn't we? Yeah. But yeah, the highlights. It was just Ryan Lowe said he was comfortable after the game and it was kind of one of them. You just it was a bit of a throwback to previous Prestons where you just like, yeah, we've this is one. We've we've done this. Wednesday were Yeah, we had some great times under. Yeah, you know them That's... wins where you just you had real confidence. You know, like I, yeah. my memories of a kid were like, maybe it's because you were young, but like the last ten minutes, should be your stomach could be going, thinking, "Oh, it's gonna they're gonna equalise." But like in previous years, we've just backed them, haven't we, to get the get the points over the line? Yeah, especially with like Grace, and we were like seasoned sh- 
shit houses. Now, I don't think that that actually happened at Wednesday. Could be talking nonsense because I wasn't there. I, I haven't watched the game, but I just get the impression that um, we were always comfortable against a relatively poor side. Yeah. Whereas, like you imagine those wins under Grayson and even away points under Grayson, where basically you're you're like under siege for an hour and a half. And like you're really battening down the hatches, and it's a real struggle to keep the ball out of the net. Like you don't even remotely imagine your team scoring, which were <laughs> no. great times. But obviously they didn't do a great deal for your ticket. Whereas so obviously this was a one nil win away from home. But I get the impression there were there weren't a great deal of frights. You know, I, looking at the stats, um, it basically looks like the Owls barely had a, a shot. Obviously, on the highlights it showed. Gregory having a pretty limp effort at Lindsay. Uh, that was it. At Woodman. That was literally it. Um, and other than that, there was absolutely nothing. Yeah. Which um, which is quite quite a stress-free away day, really. Especially yeah. by North End standards. You'd, you sort of have your head in your hands at, at one stage. But Zisco Munoz doesn't want to play like Preston. So yeah, I saw that interview. He, he won't get along there, I tell you, if, he carry on, if they carry on like that. Our manager's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Going really out with nonsense. My f- favourite current thing with managers is like them just coming out and just blaming the referee if they've not won. I mean, that is just ridiculous. <laughs> Tony Mowbray is a brilliant, brilliant um, person at doing that. The open day of the season, he, he came out and did a typically <laughs> miserable Mowbray interview where he just basically blamed the referee. Um, and those are great. Really good watches. I love watching Mulberry interviews. Does anyone else go back and listen to that um, to that interview when North End beat them in lockdown? Uh, his interview with Radio Lanks is absolutely superb. Absolutely gold yeah. dust. I must, I must listen to it at least once a month. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, when, when I did a bit of Blackburn for, for work a few years ago, Mulberry was the first manager I dealt with. And before that, before that, I thought, oh, he's what a boring sod, to be fair. But He's absolutely captivating to listen to. Like every word is just box office. And yeah, I think someone said, "Are you all right, Tony? You look a, you look really down." <laughs> and he's and he said, "It's cold out there with no big yeah. coat." <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the quote. He said, "Not really. I'm just a bit cold, really." Um, there we know. And that was brilliant. That was yeah. brilliant from Mowbray. Typical Mowbray. I've actually been in a press conference with Mowbray as well. And yes. indeed, he's not as miserable as he might might imply. No, he's, he's actually he's actually quite a witty man. Yeah. Um maybe he should offer more of that during the actual serious question time. But um yeah. I love a Mowbray interview. You watched the Lionesses? Heartbreak, weren't it? Yeah. It tough to say really. Spain, weren't they? Yeah, Spain were just typical of what Spain are. Yeah. Like just very technical footballers, quality footballers, spend a lot of time on the ball, suffocate you. Especially when they lead. When Spain get in front, they're a nightmare because they just pass the ball around you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's not a great deal you could do. Uh England were just never really at the race in the final. Tactically beaten, which is um which is unlike Serena Viegman, who is, you know, this colossus tactician in the women's game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they just lost to the better team. Obviously, another great run to a final uh, where you you genuinely believe with this women's team that anything is possible. And you got that yeah. at the Euros. Obviously, you got that sort of feather around the whole thing when it was in this country with 
your packed out grounds. But this was arguably more impressive against the whole world, uh, about as far away from home as you could possibly be. Mm. Um, yeah, it was a great run to a final. They lost to a good Spain team, who I imagine will spend a lot of time at the top of the women's game. Like the younger teams are winning everything. 18s and under 20 oh, are they? winning right. World Cups. Um, obviously, they've got like eight players who play for Barcelona who are quite useful. There's just a lot of money going into that game in Spain, into the women's game. Infrastructure's there. So, yeah, it could be a great rivalry, that England-Spain, because I, I think they've ushered in a changing of the guard, because obviously, once upon a time, it was USA, wasn't it? Yeah, like, yeah. conquering, all conquering. Whereas now, uh, the WSL is doing great things and uh, the Spanish League as well. So I imagine we'll see plenty more of Spain and England towards the higher echelons of these tournaments, mm. which is good to see. Yeah. But yeah, a great run. Yeah, of course they are, yeah. Kudos to them. Yeah, great tournament. Really enjoyed it. Sport, like in that part of the world, is on at a great time. Obviously, unless you're watching cricket, that's just a horrible time. Especially when England are usually getting like hammered down under and just got those long, lonely, wintry nights. Yeah. Uh, but like, if it's on like late at night over there, it's good here because you know, you're waking up to sport and that can't be a bad thing. Oh, like the World Cup where you woke up at 10am and your first of four matches was on. World class. And like, even like Olympic Games and like Beijing and stuff, that was that was just perfect. Waking up and watching a feast of swimming all all <laughs> yeah. morning. Brilliant. Yeah, that was two thousand and eight. Yeah. Can you believe that? Yeah, I was just gonna say when you said that. I was nine. That was the first Olympics I properly yeah, really so remember, really, yeah. Under twenty twelve was brilliant as well. I didn't go to any, did you? No, I didn't go to any, but uh, you're just in front of T V all day, every day, just yeah. watching any old Rubbish, but it's absorbing stuff. It's weird. Yeah, Calvin Ramsey's out. That's a blow in it. Six to eight weeks. We've had a real mixed bag with these uh, summer signings, haven't we? I think I think it's fair to say four are looking all right, and then two are, are yet to make an impression. But I suppose you're always gonna. There might always be one that doesn't doesn't quite come off straight away. But he was one that we were all excited about, and he's a yeah big blow for him and the club in it. I suppose that's a risky take when you sign already injured players. Well, he Especially was players, but... yeah. Especially a player who's done his his ACL in the not too distant recent past. So ultimately and this is unlike Peter Isdale, he's hoisted his own petard here. But it's one of them, isn't it? I, I mean it's just really unlucky. We had weeks and weeks to get him back to fitness. He's had a setback which happens. Obviously it's not ideal to sign injured players. Um and the people who will be highly critical of this. And of course, there are people who will be highly critical of this because this is what people do. Ultimately, have a leg to stand on here. Fair enough. But um, yeah, it is what it is. I, I mean, we could be here all day lambasting people involved, but I don't think you get any, anything out of it. It's just been unlucky in many ways and quite tin pot in others. But yeah, I suppose you take a risk and, and it doesn't quite pay off is what it is. Yeah. Still got a chance to... Well, they're saying six to eight weeks, aren't they? But we've not actually been told what he's done. So we'll have to see with that. But there's still plenty of time for him to have a say in this season. So we've just got to hope that's the case. Because Potsy just can't run every week, every week. He needs a bit of help. Sounds like a challenge to Potsy, that. Right off Potsy, your peril. But yeah, yeah by and low, managed to get away 
somehow, and this is no slight against you and the other journos, but he managed to get away with just saying, yeah, he's not too far away. We're hoping to have him in the squad like for that pre-season game. He's got away with that for about five weeks. And now he's just added on another six to eight weeks. So it's been yeah, it's yeah. been a world-class PR campaign from Lowy um, with regards to Calvin Ramsey. But it is what it is. We're going to have to move on, aren't we? You know, window's still open. If we're that arsed about it, we'll have to go and... Uh, We'll have to go and get somebody else who is fit and can run and can play. Well, we need a striker first, don't we? And then I think, you know, as good as Key and Best has been, you know, we came into the summer needing a left-sided player. We targeted two, so I don't think it's time to abandon that. Would you agree? Completely think? agree. This whole Cannon thing has been absolutely brilliant to watch on um, Alan Nixon's Twitter. He's been coming and going, coming and going. Set your Preston... alarm Wednesday, 9am. <laughs> Preston close to... The cannon scoop or swoop, he said something like that. Um, and then all of a sudden, Everton are waiting. Then all of a sudden, it's got to be tomorrow when they make the choice. And then Sean Dyche is coming out and saying, well, we need to wait because we need to get strikers through the door. It's just been a brilliant pantomime to watch unfold. Uh, unfortunately, North Ender involved. Um, and I still reckon we'll probably sign Tom Cannon. But Christ, it's been a real uh, magic roundabout type thing. Um, yeah. And yeah, um, obviously it's great to see Keane Best in the team, uh, and he's done really well. From what I can gather, his delivery looks a lovely thing, sort of thing that you could that you wouldn't mind wall, bottling up and, yeah. and taking or framing on your living room wall. Um, but yeah, of course, any support. Um, Robbie Brady is another one of them who you know you're giving a contract to a bloke who just loves spending time on the sidelines. I'm sure he doesn't actually love spending time on the sideline. That was horrible. That was a horrible thing to say, but he does tend to spend a lot of time on the sidelines in his career. Yeah. When he's on the pitch, he's um, he's more than useful. But, um, I mean, we could have foreseen this coming that he might get injured at some point when we offered him that new deal. But, um, again, I suppose he's, he played enough last season to warrant it. But it's just one of them where you don't necessarily want your club making that sort of deal. You've got to be ruthless here. But yeah, we 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 need support for Key and Best. Great team getting game time. He's only going to improve. Of course, he's going to mistake make mistakes along the way, but that is just part and parcel of it. We need to get behind him because this guy could be pretty decent. Yeah, for sure. It's tough to know what to do with Cannon. They must be like tearing the hair out. Do you? How long do you wait? Because he's worth waiting for, any. They must have realised ultimately that realistically. Everton were always going to wait until the day new man of the window anyway. Tends to be the case, doesn't it? Okay. Yeah, I mean, this is this is what they do, the Premier League clubs. They tend to offload loans when they appear to have the squad ready, like a full squad, um, as they like to talk about in the Premier League. Yeah. I mean, we saw Everton get absolutely walloped to Aston Villa the other day, and they didn't even introduce Tom Cannon into the fray. No, so I I don't know what that tells you about it. It might tell you absolutely nothing, but you know you'd like to think you bring a striker on it yeah. at two nil, three nil down. Yeah, because they um, want Che Adams, don't they? And they've signed this guy from Portugal, so and none of them were involved. Yeah. So that's two more places he's bumped down. So you'd like to think he's going to get loaned out, but imagine the uproar yeah. if we got somebody else. We said toss Everton off. We're not we're, we're not doing this, and then he went and got loaned somewhere else a few days later. I know. I know we could end up like getting lumbered with some useless thing up front. Whereas like 
cannon ends up going to somewhere like Sunderland and propels them into the top six. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It would all it's almost be worth doing to see the uproar on Twitter. But um yeah. No, I, your gut says he'll it's come, been no it? shock but... to me. Yeah. It's been no shock to yeah. you. No, in the fact that Everton were always gonna wait. Yeah, yeah. So this isn't I mean, what a result it would have been if we'd gone in like right at the start of the season. But these things just don't happen in football. Seven points from nine, though. I think we would have all taken that, wouldn't we? Before a ball was kicked. Bristol away, Sunderland, Sheffield Wednesday. Very decent. It's a terrific start to the campaign. Yeah. Terrific start to the campaign. Like I said earlier on in this programme, there will be people getting their brushes ready to go and f- sweep that flag market. Like I went on Twitter after the game <laughs> once I played cricket. And... Um, you just saw people losing themselves in the emotion here. People genuinely need a bit of a reality check here. Like, come on now. Like, I know we've we made a good start to the season, but a good start is all it is. Yeah. You know, we've still got 43 more games of this thing left. So we just need to take a step back. It's been a great start to the campaign. This squad ultimately isn't that good in terms of challenging for top six at the moment especially not compared to other teams we've had challenging towards top six. Um, obviously, if we make a few additions, that'd be nice. Um, and it might, you know, give us that extra impetus to maybe challenge. But, you know, I'm just trying to tick off the points towards survival, as I do every season. 43 points away from that big night out when we hit the 50-point mark and we, we confirm our championship status for yet <laughs> another year. Yeah, the the win on Saturday didn't look like a team that's going to struggle. It looks like one that will be able to grind results out if needed, and that'll always help, won't it? But it's like your Leicesters when you go and play people like that might just make us take a little step back and think. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Maybe maybe they'll really surprise us this year and and do a Luton or whatever. Who knows? Hope springs eternal. That's that is lovely, isn't it? Swansea next, Stoke away, Plymouth at home. Tough, tough and tasty. tough round of fixtures. Um, certainly tougher than the opening three. Um, I would not agree. by a great deal, but but they are harder games. These, um, albeit two at home, so maybe levels that out. Although our home form under Ryan Lowe hasn't been great, but you know we made a perfect start to this campaign last week against a very very good Sunderland team, which is a positive to take into these games. Um, Swansea have got a goal scorer up front. Other than that, we can get at them. And then Stoke will be a good team this season. My word, right? Um, Alex Neal's been packed there. Sheesh. They should have a chance of uh, a top six this season, if not better. And Plymouth sure, made a, sure a people pretty useful start. That. Yeah, apologies, guys, but you best get used to it. Stoke are going to win more often than they lose this season. So make sure you squeeze out every little bit of excitement when they do lose you know treat yourself host a tea <laughs> party or get yourself a takeaway in when Stoke get beat but you won't be having too many of them I wouldn't suspect because Stoke will be decent yeah. although we do have more points than Stoke so far this campaign do we? no yeah they won two and lost one haven't they? yeah got beat against uh, Ipswich got beat oh, 1-0 yeah. against Ipswich who will be decent as well so maybe they can be excused that but uh, yeah who cares about Stoke anyway? Would you like a Swansea City quiz question? It depends what game you give me. September the twelfth, two thousand and nine. 
Jesus Christ. It was either this or one from 2011. Yeah, I remember the 11 one. Hume scored a brace. The year we went down. In fact, there's an amusing story about that. Um, in the 2011 one, do you remember those like Northwest highlights hosted by Tony Livesey? Can't remember what they were called, but there was like on it was time? late. On, yeah, on like BBC, there was a there was a late TV show on a Sunday evening, um, and I was at school back then. But I went into school the next day, and my maths teacher, I remember it, came up to me and said, um, so "You were on telly last night." I was like, "What?" I was in bed at about about ten o'clock, <laughs> um, and he said, "Yeah, basically the story is." Once we'd won, there was like a cameraman in the town end. Uh, and I was only young there. I'd been about 12. Um, and we were like bouncing around, me and a few others. And I, I sort of like lost my balance. So I went flying forward out of shot. And Tony Livesey said, Harry Potter's lost his magic. Anyway, oh, obviously, obviously because I rose <laughs> back up, he said, oh, it's all right, Harry, Harry Potter's regained his magic. Or something like that. Along those lines, I had absolutely no idea what was going on when people were saying, you know, whining yeah. about being Harry Potter. I mean, I just <laughs> thought it was a, a awful look like that people started to come up with. Maybe because I wear glasses, maybe that might have been it. That's Tony it, isn't it. That is it. Though. Yeah, that that could be it. Didn't have a cape, but yeah, um, cape. No, no, I wasn't wearing a cape. No, no. I've, I've, it's incredibly rare you'll see me wearing a cape on deep now. Mm. Um, although, you know, any outcome is possible, no matter how unlikely it, it may seem. <laughs> and to answer your question, um, I, I, I can't remember 2009 fixture at all. But the 2011 really? was clear, that's weird. Um, we won 2-0. Neil Mellor scored in the first half, Stephen Elliott scored late on in the second. Sounds like one of them games Under the lights. remember. I don't know, maybe it wasn't. Under the lights in September. Tends to stay light relatively long in September, although the lights would have been on because it does get relatively, relatively dark as opposed towards the end of the contest, towards half nine, ten o'clock. You know, the and the nights obviously do start to draw in in September, so the lights would have definitely been on. I mean, it sort of needs to be a midweek contest, really, for the lights to be on. Well, that was a Saturday. I'm talking absolute shit. Saturday yeah. afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. My God. What an idiot. Anything else to discuss? Well, yeah, I mean I mean we should discuss the uh the big one of the big transfer moves of the summer. Lanks Live to Lancashire Post or the paper, as it's more affectionately known. L-E-P, Heartfelt congratulations. L-E-P. Thank you. But I think it's LP, is it? Is it not yeah. LP now? Yeah. I think the evening's been taken out of it. I used to do a um, I used to do a a paper round. And on a Saturday morning, I used to do the uh, Lancashire Post. Um, and I always remember one bloke would always regurgitate the same gag. And he said, this is meant to be the evening post. Why are you bringing it in the in the morning? Um, so maybe that's why they got rid of the evening part. Did you, have to, sick, did you have to awkwardly it? laugh at that every time he said it? Always. Like, uh, <laughs> like Alan Partridge. <laughs> Ridiculously, like over the top laughter. <laughs> Great banter, it really is. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, we've rebranded the Twitter page for anyone listening. If you want to go and have a look, PNEFC post. It was Lancashire Post Football. So engage the hell out of that. 
if you like. Yeah, buy a paper once a week, maybe. It's time to support print, especially when you've got George Hodgson writing in it. So I'll see if we can bring this podcast in-house as well. If not, we'll just crack on, won't we? Oh, for sure, yeah. yeah. Really lovely start to the week. Yeah, it is a nice start to the week. I don't think I'll be making a habit of it, having not watched the games. Obviously, when I start going no, back that, on week that is week the week reason out. for the delay in it. With, uh, yeah. You can't you can't pretend you, you've been there, can you? I feel like a complete fraud talking about North End when I've not been on the game. So, hence why we try to keep a very, very... Um, Relaxed look at proceedings. We yeah. don't. We don't really go into the depths. If you want the depth and that really absorbing listen from the finish, the place for you. Jake and Brownie, absolutely. Oh, crunching the hell out of every moment, every incident. Yeah, I, th- I really hope they do one week in week out because I really enjoy it. I really do. Ollie's good as well. Yeah, they just um, they just talk football, don't they? Yeah, we tend to talk nonsense. They talk the intri- intricacies of the beautiful game. Yes. Different podcasts for different needs. Yeah, this is on a morning walk or something, and that's on a long drive, essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not bad. Johnny Nelson described it wonderfully, the substantial meal that is from the Finney, mm. whereas we'd be more of a... Scotch egg day. on the run. With regret, I think this podcast is more of a hard yolk Scotch egg as opposed to like a gourmet soft yolk with a ruddy yolk and... Yeah, and all that. So maybe a, a Dijon mustard dip on the side. Enjoy your day. What have you got on today? I'm working, writing about horse racing. Hope your day goes well. Thank you very much. What's your first game you're on? Good question. Late September. Birmingham at home. Tuesday night, you'll be there, won't you? Tuesday oh yeah, 19th. when is that? Tuesday the nineteenth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah without shadow of a doubt. It's alright, mate. Christy, see you later. Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute and P&E are on the TV. You're watching with all your mates and the McNugget share boxes are open for all. Your pal's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Result. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com on the McDonald's app. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.